It's time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Another exciting episode today. I'm here with the award-winning James Fox, writer, director, producer of the new thriller coming out in just a day or two called Crypto Shadows. Welcome, James. Thanks for having us. And I'm here with Steve Istock from California Pictures, who uh, helped the ability to see the film here. Yeah, we're helping James get that film out there in the world. So thank you for having us. Welcome, Steve. And James, thank you. you're zooming in from L.A. And Steve, you're in New York, correct? New York City, yes, right now, today. Yes. Excellent. So we got the whole, whole uh, country covered today. Yes. So, um, James, I want to start with you. Um, our audiences are always interested in how you became a successful filmmaker, and you've you've got uh, three features right now in various stages of of pre or post or getting ready to release. Um, but you started out about fifteen years ago doing a few shorts, correct? That's right. Yeah, and I went I went to film school at the Academy of Art in San Francisco. So, uh, but I really got my start by accidentally landing a lead role in a feature film as an actor. Oh, that um, always happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually drove one of my good awesome. friends from high school to her audition and kind of got swept up in the whole audition process. They thought I was there to audition too. And uh, they were like, all right, all the guys are over there. All the girls are over there. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. But I just went with it because I had to stay there to drive her home anyway. Uh, auditioned, got the part, lost the friend, as it turns out. Um, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, uh, acting yeah. is the hardest job I've ever had. Uh, it was a it was a Vietnam War film, and mm -hmm. I've never done. I mean, I played football and ran track, and this was the most running I've ever done. And uh, got to do cool things like jump out of a helicopter. And I just fell in love with the process. So wow, yeah, wow, what an interesting uh, story. So after a couple short films, you did the uh, the darkest matter. You yeah. you directed that as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and produced. Well. Yep. So how how did the funding of that first feature come about? Uh, so that was uh, kind of an interesting project. We partnered with a uh, children's arts education nonprofit that uh, we were running a summer camp with for a number of years, and teaching them filmmaking during the summer. And they came to me and said, "Hey, if we get you a budget for a feature film, would you shoot a feature with the kids?" Uh, over the course of the summer. And I was like, that's insane. Sure. <laughs> um, Sign me up. Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's how that came about. And we had to wind up doing some private funding as well, especially when we hit post-production. Because um, we had this insane idea of recreating uh, a kind of a, a Lord of the Flies story on a space station with kids. So um, yes, we, we, we gave our kids spears and they did wire work. And I mean, it was, it was a wow. ton of fun. Um, there's a couple of pictures of, you know, like 12 year old kids with a full steady cam, you know, 125 pounds of gear weighed twice the amount that they did. Um, and it was great. It was, a, it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so it was, it wound up being, you know, funded partially by this arts education uh, nonprofit and then um private funding for the rest 
Now, now, were you involved with reaching out to private individuals, or is this kind of the organization they kind of took care of everything and just said, "Here's the money"? Uh, it was a little bit of both. So they handled kind of the nonprofit side, and then um, me and a team of producers kind of handled the the reaching out to to some of the private uh, investors. And were those people you knew, or just uh, people on a list? Uh, it was probably 70, 30. Um, it was a lot of like reaching out to colleagues and, and, uh, friends and acquaintances that we had, uh, as a group. And then they, you know, if they couldn't help us, we'd ask them if they knew anybody who we, else we could call. And it kind of that progressive warm lead, um, that slowly degrades into cold calling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was just uh, persistence. And, and to answer your question in, in a word, I think that the way you become a successful filmmaker is persistence. It's a tough gig. Yes. It's, it's got lots mm -hmm. of built-in gates and roadblocks, and uh, you just got to beat your head against that brick wall until it, it caves, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So, Steve, coming from California Pictures, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. You deal with all kinds of filmmakers who are successful yes. enough to partner with you. Let, let's drill down on that persistence a little bit, that quality. Yes. I mean, you know, it, it is like James said, and that's what I remember very well, James and I, our first conversation that Jennifer set up, James, you know, we had one of those conversations for about 40 minutes, you know, then we didn't talk for several months, but I already knew immediately this was an insightful, inquisitive, really intelligent filmmaker. It was James Fox, you know, and I've been privileged, you know, I grew up in Detroit. I was a ski instructor, worked in metal stamping plants, always worked with my hands. Then I was a banker, finance manager for Merrill Lynch for years throughout, you know, before, during and after 9-11, Beverly Hills finance manager. And then I founded California Pictures 15 years ago in the single Truly, single most ingredient that makes it work is persistence. A lot of people are talented. They have zero follow through. And, you know, we sell, we've sold indies and acquired films from all six continents. You know, I'm thrilled about, you know, because we, you know, we've never taken stimulus money. We have no bank UCC filing. We have no line of credit because I always wanted to croak. If I ever died, these films immediately go to the filmmakers and they will. As you know, 90% of Hollywood companies are right now not like that and we're having yeah. severe cash flow problems so when i was just running down from the rooftop actually it sounds very dramatic but it was true a meeting with the writer on a brand new project where he's trying to put together a financer similar to james good real good guy he's done a lot of good things in his life and now he's taking a slight different career path so we were discussing the realities of finance five million dollar movie that he gets two and a quarter or two and a half percent as a writer you know out of the gate i said i can totally understand that one of his early investors now wants to see some breakdowns from me what do you think we could do in europe what do you think you could do in asia you know and then can we provide some sort of again a guarantee we've started to provide guarantees now after 15 years just like i used to require them from bank clients always wow because i so might have you're doing well, I might have, yourself you know, i might have banked your show and i might have said look i don't care i do care but i don't care so much about your individual choices personally you know that's your business about how you structure your business how you run whether it's an s corp c corp whether you take personal tax treatment corporate tax treatment offshore tax treatment you know legitimately this is when i was a finance manager at merrill same thing i tell people look i'm not your irs person in fact a lot of the federal government that's a whole other subject is screwed <laughs> up right now but what we desperately need and i was down at a major new york company that i'll be glad to announce in two weeks 
weeks when I come back, if it, I, what happens, I think will happen, we'll be partners with them and then we'll be able to open up a New York office and, you know, California Pictures will. And so this spurs the growth and the direct-to-consumer business I want to do big time. I had already spoken to James about this, about taking his film. You know, we're fortunate. I wanted to thank Lisa Romanoff from Vision Films and others. You know, yes, Mark, yes, Andrea Lisa. for setting this up. Andrea's great. Mark Schumann is great. Lisa's wonderful. You know, she's one of those legends in the business, 30 years. Yeah. She's a tougher lady. With integrity. With integrity. She's phenomenal. I mean, Lisa's one of those ladies. She says she will do it. She will do it. I can count. I'm going to give you 10 fingers. James is one of them. No, I'm exaggerating a bit, but I'll say 10 buyers, distributors that you really can count on. The sad thing is, it's like my grandfather said, that thousand yard stare is back. Post COVID, you know, the damage of the kids, half of the people don't know what direction to take. And yeah. just meeting with this company, big one in New York just this morning, he says half the studio orders are off. You know, yeah, because they can't predict what they're doing now, you know, and they're waiting until July on some of this. this well, is luckily, like luckily company. for James, he was well, smart. just like, I mean, yeah, go ahead, please. But yeah, L luckily so enough for thank James, you again for he being was here. smart enough not to do a five or ten million dollar picture. And uh, <laughs> not yet. What yeah. exactly was, was your budget on Crypto Shadows, the new thriller? Uh, our budget was around two hundred thousand when we're all said and done. Yeah. OK, so so. Pretty common budget in the indie world. And if you're really, really smart and savvy, you can make a very good looking picture um, oh, yes. with that. Um, how did the financing on that come together? So it was all private investors. Um, and it was a lot of reaching out to people that we knew, people that we had relationships with, um, you know, business partners uh, from, from our past. And it was, um, you know, and, and a, a function of, uh, of, you know, trying to keep our costs low right so it was like just every everything that we could like our we were we found as many free locations as we could um you know we we kept our our shooting schedule to nine days for principal cinematography wow wow that's um, tight so and and uh we had one uh, pickup day for our stunt day basically so um you know, it was, it was just keeping everything very 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 tight and that's how we were able to really kind of keep it low like, like um, I said, the easiest dollar to raise is the dollar you don't spend. That's right. In, in that's development, right. you figure out a way to get those free locations, like you said. Um, any investors from the darkest matter or any of your previous projects come in on this one? Actually, yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our first money in investor was one of the previous investors from the darkest matter. So that was really cool to like, even after so long, um, they were like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So I love that. Well, that speaks a lot about your character and, uh, you know, congratulations on getting that done. Thank you. Um, now, how did you connect with Lisa and or Steve? How, how did California Pictures come into the mix? So we, we, we started reaching out. We produced a trailer while we were shooting. Actually, we, we were editing the trailer as we were laying off film from the camera. Um, and so as soon as we wrapped the film, we kind of had a, a trailer ready to go. We kind of did that backwards finance trailer right where we were let's send it out and see what kind of interest we can get um and we sent it out we, we kind of developed a list me and all the producers of kind of our favorites of, of how we wanted to reach out or who we wanted to reach out to and one of the producers was like i've got one in my back pocket that i really like i've talked to them before i want you to talk to them and it was the it was one of two that they had me like reach out and talk to directly, and that was our initial conversation with Steven. So, um, yeah. and and I got off the phone and I I called all the producers. I was like, hey, I really like California Pictures. I don't know anything about the deals or anything yet. That's all your guys's business. I'm still in the edit room, um, but I I really like 
I really like the way they do business. I really like Steven. I really like Jennifer. Um, I hadn't met Monique yet, but you know, uh, everybody there is just phenomenal. So, and the thing that really, uh, that I really liked was I felt the passion for the industry that I have, right. Uh, or more so even Steven is even more so than me. Um, all the money stuff scares me cause I'm a director and writer first and foremost, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, I got off the phone and I was pumped, you know, I was jazzed. I was, I was ready for the next one when I got off the call. So, and, and that's not normally the way that conversation goes with the distributors. It normally feels like I've just been kicked in the teeth by a horse. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to get off the phone and have that kind of like, I don't know, just, just good vibe. I was like, yeah, this is, this is the one I knew right away. We did our due diligence and we, we talked to maybe a dozen distributors that had a very high level of interest. Um, but I got off every one and would just cross it off. It's like, nope. So quick, quick question for you. And then I'm going to pivot to Steve. Yeah. You had the film in the can, but, but you didn't have the full edit, color correction, music, anything like that. So you could, did, were you able to show a rough cut or just the trailer? We just showed the trailer, uh, and then we quickly got to a rough cut, but then after the rough cut, um, it, it, it really slowed down. Um, and, and a, a lot of that was just, um, just uh availability and and kind of a factor of the low budget you know we're kind of waiting for things to kind of develop so um especially when you started getting into like the qcs and and you know trying to make all of those changes it was it was an interesting process but yeah um it was just the trailer the trailer was a really really it was a good trailer I, i i liked it quite a lot okay so so steve you you look at films in this stage sometimes because obviously this happened tell us what happened and how the deal was put together well, you know, it's like I said, I had a strong feeling about James, too. And, you know, what, what we have seen and, you know, even from one of the films I produced years ago, you know, with with what happens is a lot that happens between production. Like, James, how many how many pages do you shoot? It was nine plus one. How many shooting pages do you remember do you have? Was it like 80? Per day? Uh, no, just total. What was your total shooting page budget? Or, you know, it was like 80 something, right? Probably. Yeah. 78, yeah. 80. So over 10 like pages a day. a day. Yeah. You were like, no, he was like me. I mean, it's admirable. We did nine pages on scavengers. We have 10 shooting days, 93 script pages. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Most people go, what are you doing? But you're yeah. doing similar budget James did, you know, and it worked. And so I figured, you know what I liked about James immediately? And I'll tell you, Scott, it was that heartbeat of a man who had put his own time and effort. You know, we were talking about the ranch shooting James and everything, but we were, we were talking about was how do we practically tell stories that people can enjoy worldwide and i remember you know it was different things too but we were we were we shared that i think instantly and that's what i find and that's why i myself love the indie business scott because you know i was a studio banker i came from detroit but i learned more in my metal stamping jobs and being a ski instructor and food service than i learned in half the time we wasted with the bozos in the studio film business because half of them were derivatives that are now not even in the business anymore you know, and we're constantly fighting that with people with their veracity, with residuals for sure. And now all the corporate politics, you know, these mergers, which will not be helpful. However, again, what we're doing and the smart companies are doing, we're pivoting immediately. We're just going to become full distributors. So what I knew immediately was when James was ready and it, we don't care. I mean, we have a standing policy. We will scream every good film it can. And we've screened about 50 films, 54 now, I believe, in our company's history at Cannes. 
then five all-night parties. We strongly, strongly use print media, Screen Magazine, Hollywood Reporter, Anna Cran, a French business publication. I know they're publishers now, father and son. They're getting us into a lot of the French society that was closed to me for 10 years. You know, James was at Cannes. He saw that whole silly dance. And what yeah, I what yeah. I call, you know, <laughs> Cannes is like a trade show mixed with a little bit of, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, James. Like, you know, it's a... It's a little like that Beatles album. I'm forgetting uh, Sergeant Peppers. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> there's people that are on equivalent of steroids, you know, intellectually, mentally. Yeah. What's great about it is you have the best of the world. I love yeah. that place. So, anyways, so question, question for please you. Please go ahead. Steve. Yeah. If 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 anyone in our audience is listening, they have they have a um a film at this stage. Did you in James's sure. case, or do you ever help with some of the final, final post and marketing money? Or is that yes. always the Okay, so that no, that's we do we do we do what we call last in first out on that because okay. you know, some people take their fees first, some people just a gross expense in and out. What we try to really do is be we want long term business. So you're going to be helpful to the filmmaker. If Absolutely. Well, we've made several films. I've made six myself: a documentary, a short, you know, and just when I even spoke at Santa Clarita, what I was glad to see was people are passionate about this business, and when I, we speak the real truth, people just you know they eat that up like catnip. Because apparently, James, you know, it is quite a rare commodity in this business. You know, half the people are derivatives and the other quarter, quarter of the other half don't understand the finance of the business. I don't yeah, expect people yeah. to. I didn't know it. Everything I learned, I learned by doing with our company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just doing it in my own first couple of movies. That's what made me sell internationally. I realized how bad a lot of people were doing it, not because they meant to do it, but it was the same thing I saw as banking. 80% of people in the bank jobs, just like the movie Office Face, they just wanted to do a good enough job not to get fired. And to basically the highlight of the day was, hey, Scott, where are we going to lunch? Or can we go yeah. to happy hour at four? Cl or yeah, clock no out at four or five o'clock. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think so, the I think the thing that I really like. I want to thank James want... though. Excellent film, and I'm looking oh, for more you. that I know you can do in the future. Yeah, thank you. I'm thank thrilled. You. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I think. Help. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I think that the thing that I really have enjoyed with California Pictures is is everything they say they're going to do, they do, and, and then some. Like I, we haven't been disappointed in anything, and and every every time I've had a conversation with a, a, a distributor, it's been a lot of talk and then not a lot of action. And a lot of the times I'm playing catch up on the calls with everything that California Pictures is doing. They're like, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this. You know, how many times do I get on the phone with you, Steve? And you're like, I got good news for you. It's like half the, half the calls start with that comment, yeah. right? And that is just not the experience that I've had outside. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Steven well, and Monique you. and Jennifer yeah. and California Pictures in general. They do, they do great stuff. And, and, they're working hard for the filmmakers, which it's a know, rarity. It's a rarity. It's a rarity because yeah, they're, they're so usually just all about trying to squeeze as much money they can, and the filmmakers kind of second priority. Exactly. Well, he's just um, mentioning like four of our internal partners. I mean, you know, they're the ladies. I mean, especially Monique, Jennifer, and Robbie, and Augie, who's been another guy with us for years. I mean, no, no, you cannot find these people. They're great, wonderful people. So yeah, thank you, James. Though. So James, yeah. uh, it's question... like your Colleen. It's like your Colleen, you know. Yeah. yeah. Qu yeah. Question for you, kind of um, parting words of advice, um, since you had to make all these phone calls and literally just got to do meetings, get them on the phone. What advice would you give to indie filmmakers out there? Maybe they're trying to raise a hundred or two hundred k for their first film, or maybe it's their second film and they're stuck trying to raise half a million, seven fifty. What What are some words of advice? Yeah through these movies you've learned? I think that the, the the biggest thing for me is, is you know, aim aim high, but make the movie that you can make. And, and don't be scared to leverage 
your contacts. Um, you know, we were able to secure a lot of really talented actors um, for for cheap or or deferred or you know whatever. Lots of really cool, interesting ways to get them involved in the project by leveraging our personal relationships and like saying, "Hey, we're shooting a movie. I'd love for you to be be in it." I mean, uh, the the lead actor in in our film. I got connected to, I had seen her in, I'm a judge for several film festivals and I had seen her in projects. I was like, oh, I'm familiar with her work. She's great. But I reached out to her and I was just like, on Facebook, she had no idea who I was. I just reached out to her on Facebook. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a movie, <laughs> you know? And I figured it was 50-50. She's going to think I'm a creep and block me or she might be interested. Um, and it turns out Michaela was interested and it wound up being great and, and we're, we're good friends now. So the... But, you know, the, the, the main thing is just be persistent, have integrity. You know, um, I think uh, on the flip side, a lot of filmmakers try to just kind of BS their way through the, the money talks. And that's not smart. <laughs> you know, like people recognize that right away. So have integrity, try to get your budget as low as you can so that it, it makes sense. Um, and because it's always going to balloon, like ours, our costs ballooned significantly in post-production. So, you know, um, do do good planning, good producing, and and do what you can to to keep that number down so that it makes sense for distributors. So, Steve, same question from you. Put your producer hat on here, since you've done six films yourself. Yes. What what are some of the tips or advice you give for people out there in the trenches looking for private equity? You know, looking for investors. Well, it's like I said, James, what I what I love is the trade of entrepreneurs anywhere in the world and this, across languages is that they're willing to take a bunch of no's to get a yes. You know, they do more than send emails. They call people. They're willing to look foolish. Can, can you repeat while. that you last know? thing again? Oh, saying they're willing to look foolish. They don't they do more than just send emails, you know, because they have to call people. You've got to get to know people. What I say to to people please now because i'm an older man and i've been doing this for a while but even more as a project banker please please if before you spend your money let us talk because i was a, you know i was one of the best in the country as a banker as a resource allocation finance man you know what i mean and so in film what we're working a lot with now is buyers that can't commit and so one of the issues is we're going to be going from business to business to business to business and business to consumer now, expanding our reach to certain individuals. Because when I meet people around the country, five, seven, twelve dollars, people are thrilled. You can see the fad has been winnowed to the bone on a lot of the digital things. So we need to get back to live theaters, live events, trade shows. You know, if you're doing a movie that's, you know, let's use those attributes that you have, you know, and but you really, like James said, you got to be sensible. You know, you can't expect to do Avatar out of the gate. I was privileged enough. I actually, after a few years, was one of Mr. Cameron's bankers. You know, oh, wow. never worked with wow. him. I worked with several of his company, you know, his people. That's the way that yeah. is at that level. But it was amazing, you know, because again, with, with, with the way that they were able to think like a year ahead, a lot of the indie filmmakers, you know, and same with me, I've been a 26 year SAG member. I tell people, go learn the discipline. You know, I was a kid from Detroit. I didn't have any Hollywood pedigree. People still laugh once in a while at me. California Pictures, that's real original. And I was like, no, just like the band Boston, I admired people that had the balls to go do something like James Fox, because people will take things just like I did when I made Scavengers and Warriors Heart, our two better movies, you know, indie movies. People, you know, all along told me not to do it. When I started our company and started sales, Steve, you can't do it. How do you compete the majors? And I said, I'm not. I'm generally 
not, but I love the international business. So when I say to people, please let me help triage your project as a medical term, good, bad, or ugly as the train crashed. Like we've all had old boyfriends and girlfriends that may have gone astray or away, you know, it's same thing. A lot of the projects, like James says, costs can balloon fast. You have to look at 10, 20, 50, and hundred percent contingencies. You have to expect that building could get washed away, not just I lose my location. What happens with all my stuff? I, all my gear I had stored. Oops. What yeah, do I, I tell Otto Neymar? You know, you know, a lot of this is insured and a lot of this is you can you can mitigate the risk. You know, and then you get the biggest fun is the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what you want to enjoy. So I tell people, whether you're in serious post or your finished film, call us, come see us. You know, we're www.calpictures.com. Please, I answer my own phone, you know, Robbie, Jennifer, and Monique do too. Let us help, you know, because, and whether we can help you or not, you know, if it's A24 quality, they're going to theatrically release it. We know this, but most people don't like focusing on the 44 world territories, and we do. We're very good internationally. So, in addition to, so again, I just wanted to thank you for having us. And if you have more questions, please let us know. Yeah, James Fox, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, go see Crypto Shadows, this new thriller uh, that is out uh, January 16th, correct? Yes, yes, that's so correct. So if you're listening to this yep. podcast now, go rent it. And where can people uh, check it out? So they're going to see it on several places immediately digitally. <laughs> and then what I want them to do is check back with us in February. And we're going to give a few places. We're going to be able to show it live. Okay. Or, you know, James and I are going to be talking about that shortly. I'll call you tomorrow, James. Okay. When I get Excellent. my other phone to work. And uh, yeah, I'll call you from here before I go to Detroit Saturday. All right. So no, check again, out all, you, your, yeah. all your streaming yeah. platforms. And then you can also Correct. go to Cal yeah. Pictures. No, we're thrilled to have Vision. Lisa's the leader in, in, in what's called a lot of the ad video on demand. You know, the ad supported video yeah, on Avod. demand. Avod, yes. And so, but Lisa's just great in that. She has a whole circuit of people. Mark and Andrea will be getting the news out too. And so January 16th. Oh yeah. But stay tuned. We'll have some news in just a couple of days. Excellent. And then um, James, what's the best place people can follow you on social media or contact you? The best place is thejamesfox.com. Uh, that's where they can check out all, all my film projects, as well as all of my uh, author novel projects as well. Awesome. Uh, Steve Istock, James Fox, thank you so much. Go check out Crypto Shadows. Thank you both for being on the show. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, Go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.